Hey, what's going on, everybody? It is Anilo Piero of Mile High Sports back at it again with the latest installment of the 20th and Blake podcast, a Colorado Rocky centric podcast powered by Mile High Sports. Hope everybody's doing well here on this Friday or uh, whatever day you end up listening to this podcast here. It's a uh, pretty mellow, chill morning here, uh, 1123 on Friday, June 19th. Um, here in downtown Denver. Um, actually, some positive news to talk about in regards to Major League Baseball today, so really looking forward to uh, diving into all of that. Uh, but before we get started, this installment of the 20th and Blake podcast is presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Be sure to check out these guys online at DraftKings. Um, I'm sure by now everybody knows who DraftKings is, you know. Um, about, what, four or five years ago when the daily fantasy stuff really started to explode on the scene, you know, DraftKings was the leader of the pack. Um, and now that sports bet is legal here in Colorado. They are also leading the pack um, when it comes to sports betting. So be sure to check them out um, at DraftKings and uh, appreciate them for sponsoring this episode of the podcast. Um, but let's talk about some baseball guys because uh, if you guys remember and you listened to last week's episode of the podcast, we uh, went over the Rockies um, draft. And, you know, the MLB draft happened last week. The Rockies got a slew of nice, talented prospects, including um, a few pitchers and, and one really nice elite outfielder with some real potential at the plate. So excited to see how those guys plan, uh, pan out. But, um, um, you know, obviously those players that the Rockies drafted, you know, that's for the future of the franchise. Well, you know, we're not going to see these players probably for three, four, five years for some of these guys. Uh, we might not even see some of them, you know, some of them might not, some of them might not even make it to the show. Um, so, but, uh, you know, there is some present topics that we can talk about. And obviously there is no Major League Baseball being played right now here on uh, Friday, this June 19th. Um, and, and, you know, there's been about a month and a half, two months, I would say, of some deliberation to try to get the season put together. Um, you know, we've seen the NBA and the NHL, you know, they've done a good job of um, rallying around their, you know, having their players rally around the sport and the owners and whatnot. And, you know, we're going to see the NBA go ahead and put on this um this uh the rest of their season in orlando at disney world and the nhl is going to utilize two host cities one of which is probably going to be las vegas so um you know these are two massive sports leagues and albeit um you know they had to play the majority of their season which is going to make the negotiation aspect with the players a little bit easier um than say with baseball players but again these are two major um operations sports operations that have uh had a plan in place or at least a framework for a plan in place um, for I'd say what at least two to three weeks now. So, um, and the MLB has certainly fallen behind in that department. Um, just to recap everything, you know, we've had anyone from Bryce Harper to Blake Snell coming out saying that, you know, we're not going to play for anything less than 100% of the prorated salary. Um, and the players have held very, very firm on that front. Um, in addition, you know, the players have kind of, or the owners have come back and kind of thrown out the concept of a 45 to 50 game season, which when that was initially thrown out about a week or two ago, everybody, I think, scoffed at that. Like, who the heck would play? I mean, that's an illegitimate season in the eyes of many baseball fans. But yet here we are um, on this June 19th, and we're looking at about a 60 game schedule right now. Um, and there were some reports that came out. Um, throughout the week that, you know, the the owners were you know, there, there was just some bad blood on both sides and there was not a lot of optimism um, from Commissioner Rob Manfred and the players that the season would get going. And then the players basically came out and said, just let us know when and where to play. Um, and then recently we found out that Rob Manfred and Tony Clark, the uh, head of the Players Association, met face to face in Arizona. And that brings us to where we are today, um, which is a the owners have offered a 60 game schedule with full prorated salaries, so that's going to meet the players demands of the full prorated salaries um they're going to implement the universal dh likely in 2020 and 2021 and um they're going to expand the playoffs from 10 to 16 teams so um a lot of similar points um that we've been hearing throughout these negotiations um that are now 
you know have been offered once again here in the latest um offer to the players association and to be quite frank i think it's pretty fair you know the players came out and said you know just tell us when and where to play all we want to do is play baseball and the owners came back and you know they bit the bullet in a sense and they offered the full prorated play for 60 games and um to the dismay of the players you know unfortunately that's not enough in their eyes and I, I kind of understand where the players are coming from in the sense that, you know, 60 games really isn't a legitimate season, but any chance you had of playing 80, 85, 90 games went out the window three, four weeks ago due to the ongoing, you know, frustrations and difficulties throughout these negotiations. Um, so now, you know, the, I think there, there's some, te- there's increased tension now because there was some reports from John Heyman, I know was specifically when I was on this, that the framework of the, de- like he basically made it seem, Heyman did, that the deal was, you know, on the one yard line. Um, and then, you know, we have Jeff Passan and Ken Rosenthal that have come out and, you know, backed off that. And, you know, the Players Association has even come out and said, you know, a deal is not close. Um, and, and that's kind of disrupted the owners because the owners felt like by guaranteeing the um, 100% prorated play over 60 games, you know, they thought they were going to be able to get a deal done relatively easily. And, and that has not been the case. And, and now, you know, there's been some reports that have come out that the players are looking for you know 70 75 ish games and and we'll have to see if they're going to be able to get that um and i i don't think that's going to happen to be completely honest i think 60 games is probably fair given the circumstances and what's going on at this point in time in the game um and I mean, maybe you can get 65 but 70 just seems like a little bit of a stretch um you know considering that these owners ha- didn't want to bend already you know they actually have been bending and they've made some strides too um, you know, help the players out and, and accommodate them. So I don't know how much more they're going to want to do that. So we'll see. Um, very interesting times in the state for the, for the sport of Major League Baseball. Really, for more reasons and more reasons than one, though. Um, you know, obviously there's the there's the issue between the owners and the players, but there's also you know the prominent issue of the coronavirus. And I mean, there's been reports coming out today that numerous players within the Philadelphia at the Philadelphia Phillies, you know, spring training facility, you know, have tested positive. I'm going to pull the numbers up here real quick. I'm going to find them. Um, but I and then I saw that the Toronto Blue Jays are now shutting down. Um, here we go on Twitter. Players in multiple North American sports leagues test positive for COVID-19. I'll just read some excerpts here. Just as training camps were starting to pick up and leagues were moving forward with their return to play return to play plans, it was announced on a Friday that players and staff members across various leagues started to test positive for COVID-19. Many of the players were at training camps in Florida, which has seen a recent spike in cases. So I hate to say it, but I mean, was this not envisioned to a degree? And I think it's fu- not funny, but it's like you look at all these naysayers that back in March and April and May that were hellbent on opening up the country. And it's like, I love the states of Florida and Arizona. I think both of those states are incredible. I truly enjoy vacationing in both of those states and visiting them. But when it comes to political leadership, I mean, these ditwits that run the country or run the state, I mean, seriously, I mean, I, I, I understand like not wanting to let you know, the fear of the virus be worse than the virus itself. But I mean, to open up these country or to open up these states the way they did, you know, I, I hate to say it, but this was to be expected. I mean, this was totally to be expected. Um, and it's just, it's so frustrating because, you know, here we are, you, you just wonder like, what if, what if Florida, what if Arizona, what if Texas, you know, Ezekiel Elliott has it as well uh, among some of these other superstar players, you know, what if we had just waited a little bit longer, you know, another two weeks, another three weeks, you know, could we, could this have been prevented? You know, I, I don't know. Um, it's ridiculous. It, it, it's so tough. It's, it's just, ugh, it is frustrating. And here it is. We have a corona, coronavirus outbreak at Philly's camp, eight positive tests. Um, 
oh gosh, it's just, we're at the point now where it's just, it's almost getting hard to envision a scenario where you can play baseball or really any professional organized sport safely. And I mean, we're talking about this, you know, I know this is a baseball podcast and obviously there's a couple teams that, you know, play in Florida and Arizona and Texas, you know, where these hotspots are, but look at it this from the NBA perspective. I mean, the NBA is about to go to Orlando where I just read this morning that uh, of the test administered yesterday, a whopping 15% of those tests came back positive for coronavirus. I mean, that is absolutely insane. And you're talking about jumpstarting a league there in about a month, having hundreds of players in a bubble. And, and the other thing, and oh man, there's just so much to talk about with the NBA because if you read that 100-page memo that talks about how you know the players and the coaches and all that, they're going to be confined to the bubble, but the staff workers are not. So the people that are working the event, you know, the, the concessions people or whatever, um, you know, the uh, people that clean the court, the people that um, maintenance and all that, you know, they're going to be able to come and go from the park, you know, as they wish. And it's like, so how are you going to subject the players to being quarantined and self-quarantined? and staying within the bubble, but you're not going to subject that to, you know, the everyday staff worker. And it's just, you throw this all on top of what's happening in the state of Florida, and it's just maddening. And it's just, as this continues to progress, and as the news continues to come out, and all this negativity and all this speculation and information about the potential possibility of a second wave, you know, becomes prominent. It's just, you you start to wonder, how on earth are we going to be able to, to... play, you know, these games in a safe manner. I mean, you know, we've seen the UFC, you know, they've put on what, five, six events. They had one false positive, uh, or I mean, I think they've had one positive coronavirus attempt uh, or coronavirus test from a ring ring man. And I think they had one false positive um, test for a fighter. This is all off the top of my head, but at the end of the day, the, the MMA and the UFC world, you know, the UFC has yet to cancel an event since relaunching back in what was that April May and they're gonna they're about to put on another event this weekend with a local fighter Curtis Blades and it's like this is gonna be the, their fifth or sixth event in the coronavirus era and it's like they've been I'm not trying to say that there's been no flaws but I mean they've been able to do it you know pretty smoothly considering the circumstances and you know it, it's just and you know that that's mono versus mono and it's like you have about 16 fighters on each card right around there and you know a handful of coaches it's a lot easier to contain than you know 20 plus NBA teams all packing into Orlando but Oh man, it's just as a sports fan and someone who wants sports to return, it's just, you know, the news lately coming out from the sports world has not been encouraging. Um, again, the Philadelphia Phillies, that was the big news today, shut down their facility after eight people tested positive and the Blue Jays as well. Um, I believe they've, they've shut down their facility, but they have, they've had one player that's experienced symptoms. Um, I don't think that's been confirmed by any means, but again, um, regardless of what you want to talk about in regards to you know, the players and the owners and the negotiations. I mean, these negotiations, you know, mean absolutely nothing if they can't get a deal done. Um, or if there's, um, these, these negotiations mean nothing if you can't have a season, if you can't play because it's going to be dangerous. So, um, I, I don't know. It, it, it is just, it's bizarre. But, um, you know, one sport that is all right now is golf. And we have a read here from our friends over at FanDuel. Golf is here. That's right. We have another full weekend of golf ahead of us. And even though the trophy is reserved for the winner, the big cash winnings don't have to be. To add to the excitement, DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, is putting you in the center of the action with a sign-up bonus of up to $1,000. Don't worry if you weren't able to take advantage of last weekend's tournament. That action on the course continues, and DraftKings Sportsbook is the place to get in all of your bets for this weekend's tournament. Head to the app right now and check out all that they have to offer, including player props, day-to-day action, and even hole-by-hole live betting. Plus, DraftKings Sportsbook is a safe, secure, and reliable betting app. You can you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience, and to top it all off, DraftKings Sportsbook is offering special odds and promotions throughout the weekend. You do not want to miss this. I'm serious. You don't want to miss this. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app right now, 
and use code MHS when you sign up. For a limited time, all new users can get a sign-up bonus of up to $1,000. That's right, DraftKings Sportsbook is going to is going all out with a sign-up bonus of up to $1,000. Just enter code MHS when you sign up. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 years or older, Colorado only. Bonus comprised of a first deposit bonus at a first bet match, each up to 500 bucks. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for detail. Gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Uh, speaking of gambling, I want to throw this in there. I was up in Blackhawk on Wednesday um, on the opening, the reopening, the day of reopening, um, up at the casinos in Blackhawk, obviously there's Cripple Creek in Central City. Um, I did not get over there, but I bounced around about five or six different casinos um, while I was up at Blackhawk. Um, it was pretty crazy. Um, no table games, uh, all slot machines, but uh, a lot of people, um, you know, hitting those buttons and watching the the dials go around. So if you are a gambler, um, you might want to get back on up to Blackhawk. And obviously with sports betting legal, DraftKings is uh, is a good uh, outlet to go to there um, as well. And then uh, you can check us out. I do some work over online at denversportsbetting.com. Looking, uh, we have some articles that have been posted on MHS and whatnot. Um, we're looking just to, uh, you know, basically inform the casual sports fan of how sports betting works and how they can get into it. So if you want to learn a little bit more about the uh, sports betting industry now that it's legal here in Colorado, be sure to check us out online at denversportsbetting.com. But um, back to the world of baseball and back to everything that's going on in the world of baseball, and that is um, will there even be a season? Um, it's it's not looking too good right now. Um, just between everything that had happened um, you know, with the negotiations, now this recent like little surge of COVID, um, you know, it, it's just... The odds are against baseball specifically because, you know, the NBA, they can do the tournament. The NHL, they can do the tournament, and they play the majority of their regular season. You know, baseball is a game where, you know, you play in a typical season 162 games. And you're looking at the prospect right now of playing, you know, anywhere between 65 or, you know, anywhere between 60 and 70 games. Um, you know, as I said here in the first portion of the podcast, a lot of people already consider that to be illegitimate. You know, who the hell is going to think that, the, you know, a team that wins the World Series in 60 games, you know, who, who the hell is going to, you know, rightfully consider them the champs, you know, and I think that's where I want to segue here was <laughs> what the heck can the Rockies do if this shortened season does uh, go through? And obviously there's a lot of what ifs um, before we get to that point. But, you know, the biggest reason that people are, um, you know, concerned about the way, you know, the shortness of the season is because, you know, a team could get hot for 40 to 50 games and have a pretty damn good record and not be that good of a team. I mean, we've seen it in all sports. Um, you know, we've, we've seen the Rockies get off to hot starts in April and May and then just absolutely crumble in July and August. Um, you know, that's kind of what Rockies fans have become accustomed to. Um, and, you know, that's why I think there's almost an opportunity here for the Rockies to maybe make some noise. And whether you think it's illegitimate or not, um, I think that this shortened season might play to the Rockies' advantages. And we're talking about a team that barely won 70 games last year. Um, but I'm going to try to pull up their splits because I, I saw Nick Groke of, um, oh, what was it? If I could find their first half record, I would love to find that. Um, Nick Groke of the Denver, or he's not at the Denver Post anymore. He is uh, of the Athletic. He um, tweeted out their record, I think it was a couple of seasons ago before. Here we go, first half. The Rockies were 44 and 45. So they were a 500 ball club before they just absolutely crumbled. In April of last year, they were 11 and 15. In May, they were 16 and 10. In June, they were 15 and 3. So their two winning months came in May and June. Um, and then everything else was just absolutely downhill from there. So it's just, it's just crazy. Because, I mean, it's like you look at this, 
if you take their April, if you take their May and June records, which is basically what it's going to be, you know, about two months. So what is that? 16. So the third, I'm going to, I'm trying, so, okay, let me, let me pull out. I want to get the math right here. So that way, because I, Imagine the Rockies just going on a run. All right, let's do the math. Here we go. If the Rockies, they won 16 games. So 16. So in that span, that was over 60-some, 60 60-ish games. They won 30, so just about half of their games. Okay, overall, the point that I'm trying to get to here is I could very much see the Rockies going on a run. Um, and maybe even making some noise in the postseason in a 60-game season because pitching has always been the Rockies' biggest problem. And I think that, you know, 60 games, if the clubhouse can get up for those games, their offense is going to just explode. If their offense fires on all cylinders like we're accustomed to, I, I mean, that's going to be the key. If if Nolan's healthy, if Trevor's healthy, Dahl and all them, Blackman, and they get off to hot starts and they can score seven, eight runs a game, I truly think that the pitching won't be as big of a factor because I think league-wide pitching is going to be an issue. Um, I think you look at this raw. I think you look at the you know you look at the way baseball is progressing right now. The spring training period is expected to start within the next two to three weeks if the if the season is still going to happen. And we're talking about a two-week condensed spring training that comes three to four months after the original spring training. You know, these pitchers are not going to be 100%, you know, when, when it gets down to it. And I think that the, there's going to certainly going to be an advantage for the hitters in that. And that's why I think that there's a really big opportunity for the Rockies here because if... if if the pitchers aren't as ramped up to speed or at, or on as normalized speed as, as say the hitters are, you know, there's going to probably be some high scoring ball games. You know, if these if these lineups are locked in, especially the Rockies, I mean, is it outrageous to think that they could score six, seven, eight runs a game? I mean, we've seen them do that with awful pitching. And I think my biggest take here is I think league wide, I think pitching might be down a little bit just because you know these starters they require you know months of preparation and work and stretching and and all that to get ready. And they're not going to have that this year. It's going to be a little bit on the fly. And I think that's going to benefit the hitters and, and what ballpark and what franchises benefit benefits more than offense um, from offense than the Rockies. Um, so I'm not trying to say that I'm going to pick the Rockies to win the division or I'm going to pick the Rockies to win the World Series or get to the NLCS or any of that stuff. But all I'm saying is like, and I don't think the Rockies are that damn good of a team either. I think they're going to be lucky in a regular season right now to win maybe 75, 80 games. Um, but listen, Bud Black's a veteran manager. He's been around the block. They have a nice mixture uh, of talent in their lineup between younger and older guys and, you know, players like Nolan and Story that are in the middle of their primes. Um, and their rotation, you know, if Freeland bounces back and Marquez bounces back and Sensatella and all these guys, if they could just be steady, um, you know, who knows? You know, maybe the Rockies do have something on their hands here if they can maybe catch fire or lightning in a bottle for 60 games. I, I don't know. It's just something I was thinking about because – as the days have as the days progressed, you know, as they've kind of gone by, it's like you know you're not going to play ninety games, you're not going to play eighty two, you're not going to play seventy. You know, it's it's, it's going to be a shorter season. I think that benefits a team like the Rockies that can be a little bit streaky at times. I mean, look at two thousand seven. I mean, the, the whole two thousand seven run, to, you know, the Rockies run to the World Series was just a hot streak. I mean, that team wasn't that damn good. I mean, like let's be honest, and that's why they got swept in the World Series against the Red Sox. You know that they ran out of gas. But it's like, could the Rockies maybe replicate that in a similar sense, you know, now that it's a, a shorter season? I mean, I don't think I'm crazy. I really don't. I think that there's certainly a potential and there's a possibility for it. Um, and we'll have to see. But 
I don't know. Again, that's all forward thinking because none of that's going to happen if the coronavirus decides to come back with a second wave and continues to ravage ravage uh, the states of Florida, Arizona, and Texas. Because if that kind of stuff keeps happening, you just there's no way to guarantee the safety of a majority of the players, if not all. I mean, I don't think it's possible to guarantee the safety of all the players in this day and age. But, I mean, it was looking like for a minute, you know, like at the beginning of June, end of May, that we could not guarantee it. But... You know, there were some real precautions in place to make sure that we could be as safe as possible. And I'm, I'm just not sure if I feel confident in those precautions anymore, just given the states in which these, um, you know, these leagues take place, and especially, you know, the NBA, which is literally trying to, you know, host the rest of their season in Orlando, which is right now a hotbed for the coronavirus and this, this weird like little second wave that's been coming up. So, oh, it's um, it is never easy. That's for sure. Uh, but again, Friday, June 19th, here we are. It's been 100 days, I saw today on Twitter, since the NBA season shut down. Um, it doesn't feel like that long, but here we are. And, you know, there's I'm kind of getting tired of the UFC. Like, I love the UFC and I love fighting, but it's like, I just want to see some team-oriented ball, some team-oriented sports, whether it's basketball, hockey, baseball, you know, soccer. And that's it. The MLS is supposed to start in, like, two weeks before the NBA in Orlando. It's like, how the hell are they going to put that on? Like, no way. Like, I, I mean... Oh, I, I'll be shocked. I mean, selfishly, I hope they put it on so I can like bet on it and pay attention and, you know, have something else to, you know, keep me entertained and all that. But it's like from a logistics standpoint, it's like, how do you not how are you not overly concerned that a majority of the players could get sick or one player can get sick outside of the bubble or one person can get sick outside of the bubble and come in and, and transmit that to all the players? And, and, you know, we still don't know, like some people, it, it kills them, this virus, and some people, it literally does nothing. It, it, it's just it's it's a luck of the draw sort of a thing. I mean, that's how I look at it from my perspective. Um, and, you know, I'm not a scientist. I'm not Dr. Fauci. I'm not any of these people. I'm just a normal average Joe who just doesn't really know what the hell's going on in the world. And all I can do is give you my take. Um, and, and that's it, you know. So, you know, I hope baseball comes back. I hope the Rockies come back. I hope basketball comes back. I hope all these sports come back. I hope these freaking egos, these egotistical maniacs on both sides of the baseball and the uh, the owners and the players can get over their, you know, their crap and come to a deal for the, for the good of the game and the good of the fan. But... Again, you know, all these plans are going to be on hold until we can get a virus or um, some sort of cure for the coronavirus or some sort of vaccine or until we can get it, you know, under control. And, um, you know, the last couple of days here has not been pretty encouraging. You know, we've seen some real, real big spikes and some issues here. Um, and this all comes on the heels of these leagues trying to restart. So, yeah, when will sports come back? I don't know. Um, soon, hopefully. But would I be shocked if there's not a professional team-based sport played in North America until 2021? Absolutely not. Um, I think that's very much a possibility. Um, and again, we'll just have to wait and see. But um, it's a baseball podcast, so I want to leave off here. So uh, just a quick recap. Um, owners and players still, you know, bitching and complaining over, you know, negotiations. Um, the latest proposal from the, from the owners uh, is 60 games, the full prorated salary, including expanded playoffs. Uh, but the players have to waive the right to sue for um, uh, to sue the owners and whatnot for the shortened season. The owners are the, the players, I think, were receptive to this new offer, but they want to play more games. So they're pushing for 70 and that has not pleased the owners one bit. So still work to be done, but a little progress in the right direction, I believe, from both the players and the owners. And at the end of the day, we'll have to see how this plays out and there's no telling how it could play out. And again, you know, the last thing I'm going to say here is even if these do, if these two sides do come to a deal, do come to a deal, um, none of it matters if COVID 
you know, comes back stronger than ever. Um, and that's the biggest thing here. That's the overarching theme and concern is COVID. We have to get a grasp, grasp on this thing. We need to put this thing down. We need to get it. We need to end this COVID virus. Um, and we need to be smart about how we do that. And forcing sports back for entertainment's sake is not the way to do that. So huh, I'm going to leave off there. But um, this episode of the 20th of Link podcast has been presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top rated sportsbook app. Be sure to check them out online at DraftKings, um, all of our social media, all that good stuff. You know the logo, DK. Um, all that good stuff. Great, great sports betting option and daily fantasy option for you, Colorado residents. But um, hey, uh, Friday, June 19th, we'll be back here next week, hopefully with some encouraging news about both the coronavirus and the state of baseball. Uh, but until then, I'm going to sign off, folks. It's my girlfriend's 21st birthday party tonight, so I'm going to go uh, have a good time and uh, you know try to forget about life for a little bit while for a little while uh, as all this crap continues to boil over in our lives. But uh, that's going to do it for me, folks. Uh, Nilo Piro signing off, and we'll talk to you guys next week. You have a good one.